Welcome to this edition of Joffrey Maverick Memories Podcast, a companion project for the documentary film Joffrey Mavericks of American Dance. This series will highlight personal stories from the alumni of the Joffrey Ballet Company during its more than 50-year history to give a unique inside perspective on what it was like to be part of this groundbreaking American dance company. Today's guest is Tom Fowler, who started as a member of Joffrey II before becoming a full company member from 1973 to 1978. He danced roles in Massine's Parade and DeMille's Rodeo, as well as in Robert Joffrey's signature piece, Remembrances. He also danced on Broadway in shows like A Chorus Line and Brigadoon. You joined the Joffrey in the early 70s, is that right? Yes, I joined uh, Joffrey II in January of uh, 72, and then uh, was taken into the main company in, um, I think it was... June or July, I can't remember, Don Edwards would know the date, um, of 73. Okay, so June or July of 73, were you there when they were about, they they were doing parade about that time, but I don't remember what month they were working on it. I remember uh, when parade was set on the company, I was in the company at that time. Okay. And were you in it or um, as, you know? Not uh, at first. I was the understudy for the hind quarters of the horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So that was quite a costume <laughs> to, yes, to have yes. to navigate and probably not something that uh, a dancer has to deal with too much of dancing in tandem with somebody else while hidden under a, a costume. Yes, it uh, it presented its own set of challenges, and uh, I remember the first time that I got to uh, to go on because Philip Hoffman, um, I think, injured his back. We were in Russia, and uh, so I went on on the Russian tour, and uh, it was just it was amazing. And of course, the main challenge of it was when the horse rears, and the person in back uh, does a uh, a press. Uh, overhead with the uh, the person in the front, Bob Esner, mm-hmm. and we did it. Horse <laughs> <The> beard, <laughs> yay! <laughs> and then also, I guess in '73 they did Deuce Coop with Twyla Tharp. Yes. And were you involved with with Deuce Coop at all? I was not in the original uh, production with Twyla and her dancers. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it. I would have given anything to have been in it. And I'd seen Twyla, seen Twyla's company perform, and I loved her work. But um, I did get to uh, to be cast in the Deuce Coop 2 when it was revived. Oh, right. And that was 75, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you come to be in the Joffrey? How, what was your training previous, and how did you um, come to, to audition for the company? Well, I, I started training uh, pretty late. I really didn't start serious um, ballet training until I was a senior in high school. And uh, so my second year of uh, study after high school, I was um, a ballet major at the University of Cincinnati. And they had a, a BFA program in ballet, and, and the Joffrey Ballet came in the fall of that year. It was um, in October October, I believe, of uh, 68, and they were in residence there in Cincinnati uh, for a week, and we saw them perform every night, and it was my first time to see the company. I'd read about them in Dance Magazine, but I just was blown away by the um, 
by the company, the, the artistic choices and the dancers, just everything about it just captivated me. And, and I thought that's what I would like to do. But it was just my second year of study, and I really didn't know if that was a realistic goal. But I joined Joffrey too in um, in '72, and uh, Jonathan Watts was very kind to to see some potential and and to take me. At, I, I was uh, already 23 years old uh, when I joined Joffrey too, so I was I was pretty far behind all of the other uh, younger dancers, and I always felt like I was striving to catch up. And then um, after uh, about a year and a half with Joffrey too. Mr. Joffrey uh, just blew my mind by inviting me to um, to join the company. Now, had that previous to that, had you had many um, uh, occurrences where you were around him? I mean, I know Joff- uh, Joffrey too, and and Jonathan Watts and um, and Sally Braley Bliss were running that uh, the second company. But did Mr. Joffrey do very much with the second company? We didn't see him that much um, in our sphere. Um, he didn't really attend our rehearsals or anything like that. But the Joffrey Two dancers were um, invited to uh, to be part of the Petrushka uh, ballet that was done practically every season. So we were really used to, to being on stage with the company, um, at least as far as Petrushka. And, and some of the dancers in Joffrey Two also were able to dance in other ballets like um, Olympics and and some other ballets. But Petrushka was my um, entree into the company uh, while a, a Joffrey II dancer. So you must have been in the company around the time of Russell Soltzbach. Um, oh, yes. And Anne-Marie D'Angelo. Yes. Um, Beatrice Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Mm, trying to think if I talk to anybody else at that time um, the, uh, that were... The graduating class, uh, as it were, from Joffrey II that I was with were uh, Don Edwards and, and Jeffrey Hughes, uh, Joey Carmen, uh, Philip Jerry. Uh, Russell and Greg uh, had gone just ahead of, of me into the company um, when, I was, when I was going to Joffrey II. And Beatrice, Christina Jerkowski, Anne-Marie, uh, Janie Kawaguchi, some wonderful dancers that I remember and friends. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you were with Joffrey too, I guess, maybe a year, not not too long before you joined the main company. How about a, maybe almost a year and a half. And during that time, I guess it was sort of continuous, the short stint travel, uh, you know, short um, programs around the country. I, as far as I know, you had your own repertoire. You didn't... Uh, you weren't just emulating things from the main company. We did some ballets uh, from the main company's repertoire, like Confetti and Facade um, and Still Point. And then uh, Jonathan created a beautiful ballet uh, to um, Schumann's David Spundler dances, I believe. Um, and we just called it uh, Schumann, but he created on on the dancers in Joffrey too. Did you go on to, to, to dance in other places, or was there an injury, or what happened? Well, I was um, plagued with uh, patellar tendonitis uh, for my last two years in the company, and so I was having to um, be very careful 
um, and it changed the way that I that I worked in class uh, quite a bit. But um, you know, a lot of a lot of male dancers have issues with their knees for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I left the company, um, just took a short period of rest, and then um, I had been interested for a while in exploring um, Broadway. So. Um, I did actually a TV special, uh, Dolly and Carol in Nashville, Dolly Parton and Carol Burnett, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was choreographed by Joe Layton, uh, who mm-hmm. had actually done a, a ballet with a Joffrey, and, uh, and then I got um, hired for the national tour of A Chorus Line in um, 1979 and toured for nine months with that show, and, and that was a, a real eye-opener, um, seeing how... Broadway gypsies um, pre- prepare for a performance, you know, compare, compared to what I had been used to in the company, a full day's preparation, company class and rehearsals, and, and uh, just these dancers go on to eight shows a week. And um, our, our Cassie in that production joked that her warm-up was um, a cup of Irish coffee and she'd kick the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> And then let's do it. <laughs> and she's ready. <laughs> but I was like in the wings, you know, just like I had been in the company doing a, a full ballet bar and and the other dancers thought that I was um a little strange. Right. <laughs> They're probably like, What what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody standing behind you with a stick here. We don't no. have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> My last so what- um my last job dancing was um, a revival of Brigadoon uh, on mm. Broadway um, that Agnes DeMille supervised, and uh, that was that was a great experience. Did you uh, work with Agnes at all when she was with the Joffrey, or was that your first time to, to encounter her? No, actually, um, Agnes had come when when we did our uh, when we set Rodeo on the Joffrey, and um, I was lucky to, to be in that ballet. I loved that ballet. And and she came um, just to offer comments and to watch us, and and then she came back. We did an evening of Agnes DeMille, and uh, she worked with us quite a bit on that piece. And I remember doing that um, in California, maybe like at the Greek Theater. I have a, a poster of the Joffrey uh, from the '78 fall '78 season, and it's it's a picture of when all the dancers are uh, leaping into the air in a circle, facing each other in Trinity, mm-hmm. and um, and Jerry signed it. Um, thank you for the joy that you have given me because I had just left the company, and and uh, and Mr. Joffrey signed it as well. And I just treasure that poster. Were you in Trinity? Yes, I was thrilled. I had always loved Trinity from the first time I saw it, and uh, and I got to go in uh, Glenn White's part because Glenn got moved to do another part. So. Um, and then I got to to stay in the production, and uh, so I did Trinity for the whole time that I that I danced with the company, and it was always so exciting to dance, and the audience loved it so much. Right. I was going to ask you. You know, a lot of the pieces that the Joffrey did were not traditional ballet classical pieces, and. You know, there's a difference, I guess, between the audience reaction of what they think they're going to see at the ballet and what they actually see. And the Joffrey was one of those companies where you didn't really know what to expect. You know, it wasn't really the company for 
the classics. It was um, going to show you something different and hopefully excite you. Um, one, how did you feel about that as a dancer? And two, you talked a little bit about that's sort of what inspired you to be one or to, to, to forge ahead with it is because of the reaction that you felt when you saw the company. Um, was it really that different? I mean, it seems now it's difficult for audiences <laughs> to imagine that ballet wasn't always that way, but it wasn't at that time. And that's what really drew me to the Joffrey was um, how eclectic it was and how much it appealed to a younger audience, an audience that maybe was not that educated to dance yet. Uh, we're still evolving in, in that way. And, um, you know, it just got young people into the theater and, and I just thought it was so exciting. And Jerry's, and you say what you will about Jerry's, um, tastes or abilities as a choreographer, he really knew how to bring out um, a sense of excitement in, on stage and in his dancers to get his dancers moving and, uh, and to sort of infuse that passion, just that joy and passion into, into dance um, on stage. Were you involved in any uh, pieces that, that uh, Arpino did during the 70s? Because often I know that he took uh, dancers into the studio to work, just, you know, to, to fool around with ideas and, and get some movement going to find inspiration and put it, them to, put it together into a piece. Were, were you one of those people who, who uh, helped yes. with that process? Mm-hmm. Uh, the last um, probably year and a half that I danced in the company was when... Um, uh, Jerry was creating Sweet Sanson. Mm-hmm. And so um, I remember uh, just little hour-long rehearsals with Jerry and um, just myself and, and uh, two women. Um, Charlene Gem was one of the women, and um, I think Cynthia was in there. Um, and he just was playing with ideas. Um, Scott was in the rehearsal, and... Um, and it was so funny because, you know, I'll, I'll go back to, I, I was not really that confident as a classical dancer. Um, I felt like most dancers in the company were, had much more developed skills than I did. And, and I felt sometimes a little out of place, but uh, Jerry embarrassed me one time in rehearsal because uh, he started inviting more dancers into those workshops. And he said, now I want you to watch Tom. Now watch him just run across the stage, and I want you to to run like that. And so all I was doing was running and doing my arms sort of like in a windmill, and uh, you know, no technique involved whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, "Now try to try to do that." <laughs> he he definitely encouraged exuberance, and he uh, he just helped me grow so much in that way. Now, um, later on in life, when you when you were dealing with other choreographers who didn't do this, I mean, I guess especially Agnes DeMille and, and Jerome Robbins both had very definite ideas of what they wanted from the dancer, and no input was required or invited. Um, was that you yeah. know, sort of a little different, a little shocking? Well, that was really my preferred way of working. I, I really I like to see what a choreographer wants from his dancers, and then to try to emulate or, or duplicate that. Because um, the way Jerry choreographed, um, you know, he would ask each dancer uh, to bring out their unique style and to reach into their bag of tricks, you know, um, to, to create something exciting to watch on stage. And um, 
I just really didn't feel like I had anything in my bag of tricks, you know. Um, so I really preferred a choreographer who knew exactly what they wanted, and then I, w- I would try to duplicate that as best as I could, rather than try to invent, invent something on my own. Did you work at any time with, um, with Robert Joffrey? You were in Remembrances, so that was one of his big pieces from the 70s. Yeah, I was just thrilled to be in, in that ballet. That was at, I remember at the time we all felt um, so privileged to be in, um, in a Robert Joffrey uh, ballet because it had been quite a while since he had choreographed and it just felt like such a huge deal, you know, to be in Mr. Joffrey's ballet and um, and the, the costumes were beautiful, the music, the singing. Um, I, I really loved being in that piece and he he knew, you know, he had his vision and he knew exactly what he wanted. So uh, the, I remember that process of learning it and uh, and then performing it was very smooth. And I love Mr. Joffrey's class, too. I know you've heard other dancers talk about his class. But, um, I loved his precision and his musicality and his class um, so much. It was always a real treat when he would teach a company class. You know, you really felt like Mr. Joffrey just was a repository of ballet history, you know. And he, he had so much um, love for and respect for the whole art form. Um, and it just was contagious. Thank you for listening to this edition of our podcast. Visit our website at www.joffreymovie.com to sign up and receive a free series of digital photo books entitled Joffrey Maverick Moments. Find us on Facebook, Joffrey Ballet Movie. Follow us on Twitter, at Joffrey Movie. And view our video clips on our YouTube channel, Joffrey Movie.